Hi there, this is How to Choose, the show that helps you make better decisions and improve your judgment. Thanks for joining us. I'm Ken. And I'm Tessa. In this, our second season of How to Choose, we're exploring the topic of decisions at work. Throughout this season, we'll be joined by a number of guests who will be talking to us about their work and how they manage decisions. Yes, so the question that you might be asking yourself is why have we focused on this topic? So Tess, do you want to kick us off? There's several reasons. One of the first things is just that we spend so much of our time at work. Mm. There are lots of different estimates out there. Uh, One puts it about 13 years, which is around 90,000 to 115,000 hours. That's a lot when you put it. It's huge. (laughs) It's about 15% of our life. But if we exclude the years that we spend sleeping or trying to get to sleep, which is about 33 years, then it goes to around a quarter of our waking hours. Wow. Uh, another reason is that through our work, we earn the money that often determines what kind of lifestyle we live and the opportunities we have. So it gives us a chance to explore other things outside of work. So it's pretty important, has big implications. Very much so. Also, our identity is so closely tied with our work. I mean, unfortunately, I think with a lot of conversations, but how often when we meet someone, do we ask, what do you do for a living? Where do you work? Um, And even many popular surnames, Smith, for example. Oh, a noble surname. (laughs) Described an individual's profession, you know, which suggests in the olden days, maybe people didn't change jobs very often. Um, A bit of an aside, the origin of Mudge is uh, either son of Margaret or Midgefly. That's um, an unusual So I don't meaning. know, were my ancestors catching flies? Was that a profession? Or Either what? that or they were generally seen as a blight on, on yeah, society in which they lived. <laughs> uh, look, our work is often a key way of describing and defining ourselves. And in many cultures, our work reflects our social status. Uh, and from that perspective, decisions about work can feel like existential choices. They define who we are. I don't know if you've heard of the term enmeshment. But it's a term that psychologists use to describe a situation when the boundaries between people become blurred. So obviously, in that case, in a relational context, it's generally seen as an unhealthy thing. But it can also be used to describe that blurring of boundaries between different areas of our life. So perhaps the boundary between work and who I am as a person Mm. becomes blurred. I've definitely come across these people, Ken. I mean, is it necessarily a bad thing? Well, very good question. I would say it, it... can be. And it's a question of how much control do you want your work to have over your life? Mm. And does your work consume you? Does it steal away uh, time that you would like to be giving to other things? And I guess for some people, work is really the means to make a difference in the world. You know, you can take your passions and you can harness them to a group or an organization who can help you achieve those goals. And maybe in that situation, if that's your your deep passion, enmeshment isn't necessarily a bad thing. We talk about that with uh, at least one of our guests. You know, he makes the comment, striking a good work-life balance is challenging, but if you're doing something you're really passionate about, it's less of an issue. So I think you're right. Another thing is that choosing a career or choosing a specific job can be one of the really hard decisions, partly because we understand the implications, all the things that we've just mentioned above, the huge hours that we're spending at work when we're not trying to get to sleep, um, the impact that our work has on our general experience of life and the impact that our salary has on our standard of living. There's a lot of elements of this that make it a big decision. Mm. And it's just so much pressure as well. Mm. I mean, it really peaks around that that 17, you know, end of high school time. But it's pretty arbitrary. Like what we both studied at university, Ken, our first degrees, is not what we're doing at all now. No. Yeah. So people change careers so often that that, that pressure really shouldn't be there. 
That's right. Yeah, we and we should encourage you if you're listening to uh, and thinking about this these as big decisions that you don't have to get it right the first time. Exactly. Yeah. Work requires us to make a multitude of decisions as well once we're in the workplace. And generally, our employers expect that we get those decisions right. So poor decisions uh, at work can cost uh, the company that we work for a lot of money. Uh, depending on your job, the stakes can be life and death, as we're going to hear with uh, one of our guests. At the very least, our employer evaluates us partly based on how we make decisions. The key factors that shape our decisions in our personal lives may also be quite different from the key factors that are supposed to shape the decisions that we make at work. Mm. Uh, and this can really create some some real dilemmas. For example, our goals or our values, you know, some of these can be in real direct conflict, like, you know, maybe you want to make a positive difference on the world, but you also want to spend lots of time with your family. You want to mentor others, but you also want to make lots of money or prestige is important. So some of these can actually, you know, be in conflict with one another. Yeah, that's right. And I posed this question on social media recently, and I was interested to see how strongly it resonated with people. I asked the question, how many people have left a job because the values of the organisation did not align with their own values. And there were some sad stories, to be honest, that came out of that, that you thought, well, this is really a horrible situation, but absolutely. And if there's a misalignment there, it can leave us feeling um, very unhappy. Mm, definitely. Um, some other areas uh, like workplace rules, you could definitely see a bit of clash happening there. Yeah, or even the decision-making authority you have in the workplace. We can be given authority in the workplace that can mean that we make decisions that have a really, uh, really big implications. And I think part of the dilemma that we have to deal with when we're thinking about career decisions, do I want to put in for a promotion? Do I want to move up into a management role? Is that we will get absolutely greater authority, greater prestige, but there's greater responsibility there and certainly greater implications. Our, our decisions will affect a greater number of people. So it's a tough one. Mm. Have you heard of the Peter Principle, Ken? I have, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that the idea is that everyone gets promoted to their level of incompetence. Um, yeah. So please don't don't make that your path. Um, be really deliberate in the decision to go for a promotion and know that you're doing it for the right reasons. Interestingly, look, the, the question around how we choose a job is a, is a tough one. I've spoken to a few different people recently who've reached out to me to get some assistance with making a decision because they were really conflicted. What should I do here? And it is really common. And they were weighing up different factors. And one of the, the key things that that we talked about was look, what do you want your life to look like in two years or five years? Because that will reveal to you really what you value. Mm. And that's usually, you know, as people talk about that, it's not usually just I want to have a fantastic house mm. and a really flashy car. It's often talking about family and it's talking about just feeling content and happy. And so I think understanding there will then, if you choose this option, what will be the implications? What are the trade-offs if you were to choose this job rather than another? And one of our guests is a CEO and she reflects on um, her decision-making approach is really about keeping options open. Mm. So she tries to make decisions that give her more decisions uh, and also things that fill her bucket. So, you know, that but like you've just said, that she's not thinking about having a big house. It's about making a contribution to society. Yeah, fantastic. So some other things that you might be thinking about are, you know, when is it time to quit your job to pursue a project that you're passionate about? Um, and quite a few of our guests have done this in different ways. So some have gone all in um, and done that high risk, high reward, whereas others have taken that really incremental low risk approach where it, it stayed in the side hustle. They still got their main job. So different approaches there to going with some of your passionate projects. 
And I think that this season really has quite a lot to offer to anybody who is thinking about what they want to do professionally, because we we really do talk to a very broad range of people uh, with different experience. And I think, I think there's a lot of lessons to take out of it. Well, listen, thanks for joining us for season two of How to Choose. We're really excited to have you back. Make sure you jump in and listen to episode two, where we chat with senior paramedic Jono Holmes about the kind of decision making that he has to do in his job. Bye for now. <laughs>